Hey everybody, we're live tonight with another Savage Gentleman podcast, and we have with us Ryan Mickler with the Order of Man, and, and this is a really cool or organization. If you guys haven't checked them out, you need to. We're going to be talking about what the Order of Man is, what it's about, and, and kind of how that stacks up and compares and contrasts against Savage Gentlemen. But before we go too far, Zach... There we that's, go. That's the, the only reason Jeff comes on this show. <laughs> it's the is, only reason. Announce the announce the explosion. explosion. <laughs> like he's just checked that box for the day. He's good to go. So for everyone tuning in Drop and listening, um, everyone who's watching, <laughs> Jeff has left the building. Um, now's your time to ask questions. If you're not familiar with Order, Order of Man, um, I, I've actually been following you guys for a while. It's really cool what you're doing out there. You guys have a really interesting approach to essentially helping men kind of find their way in the world. And, and I think that's something that's really important nowadays. We've got a lot of guys out there that are just kind of floundering, not really sure where to go, what to do with their lives. And, and you guys are standing up there and but, so, pointing but in Ryan, the right direction. Yeah, try, we're trying tell, to. Tell us about yourself. Why should we listen to you when it comes to manliness? Uh, just my beard. Look at beard his beard. Beard and a flannel shirt. Yeah. Also, I mean, by the way, really we, have a, we have a strict policy. You can't, Jeff, you can't bring in See, people he's that, got have, it. He's got it zoomed in. that have bigger beards than me. Like, that's, how dare you? I had no idea. Gosh, well, you just trimmed yours, too. The audacity. So. Well, look, here, here's the deal. And a lot of people ask me this. Somebody asked me this on Facebook the other day. Why should I listen to you? I mean, ultimately, you can you can just choose, right? You decide if you want <laughs> you to. Don't have you to. Said so. I've, I've never positioned myself as the guru or the expert. I'm just a man on the, on the journey. I think the only thing that qualifies me is a willingness to do some work on myself and be a leader in my family and my community and a willingness to, to, to put myself out there, which I, I think a lot of guys aren't willing to do that. So as much as I... Not uh, many yet. Yet. We're going to get there. It. We're going to get there. One duty at a time. That's right. Um, That's not pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Zach. Uh, Touche, Zach. Uh, it's just stay behind the computer. It's just part of the part of the mission is to be on the same journey as the guys that I that I'm with. It's not I'm the expert, I'm the leader. It's hey, let me go on the same journey with you. So I'm trying things, I'm learning things. So as a why father, did you? I mean, else. why did you, you? You told us a little bit about yourself. You're in the army and yeah. did a couple of tours, and then were a financial planner, and then all of a sudden it was, man. Yeah, what order, a pivot, right? Order of man. Yeah, yeah. What 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 happened? Uh, well, why that, did it that, happen? No, that's actually a really good question because it is what happened. Essentially, my wife left, and that, that's oh. what happened. My, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was rock bottom for me. Yeah. My wife um, and I got into an argument. This was about eight years ago. I had a six-month-old son at the time. I can't remember what the argument was about, but I remember saying to her, I don't even want to be married anymore. And she agreed, and the next morning she left. Wow. And she took my six-month-old son with me. Ooh. And so for a long time, I blamed her. You know, how could she do this to me? Why was she disloyal? Why wasn't she doing the things that I thought a good wife should do? And so I blamed her for a long time. And essentially, and I don't know why this was the case, but I came to the conclusion that maybe I actually had something to do with this. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, started, I... Started looking inward. Right, exactly. And, and I gave myself permission, if you will, to go to work on myself. Right to 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 get my uh, my finances back in order, my health back in order, and to really figure out where I was coming short. And what was really fascinating about the journey that I went went on is as I found out more about myself, and like you said, turned inward, uh, the more she responded. Wow. And long story short, we ended up salvaging our marriage. We've been married 13 years this year, wow, and we've got four kids. So awesome. yeah, it is. Wow. It's all, it's and it's a power you of the testament of changing about, yourself. You don't hear about coming back from that very <laughs> no. often. 
Well, because, uh, because of the difference between the way that we look at things, right? So a lot of guys will turn external, and I've seen this time and time again, where men will turn external and they'll say, she's a bitch, or she did this, or she's not this, and my life's better off without her, and, and if it wasn't for her, everything else would be in order. Yeah. And then these guys come around other people, and the lowest common denominator in all of your life's experiences is yourself. And so guys will say, well, I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> really? Like, how can that Everywhere possibly... Everywhere I go, there's assholes. <laughs> right. Well, but again, common denominator, right? Right, exactly. And you know, I, I think I think that stems from a, an issue of pride and ego, where we want to externalize all of our shortcomings and everything that goes wrong. When you know, we really well, it, need to look it can't be me. Uh, no, no, heaven no forbid, it was it can't me. be me. But you know, the sad thing when we do that though is when we say that it's somebody else's fault. What we end up doing is we give away all of our power to actually do anything about it. Because if I say it's your fault, then I have to wait for you to like change. Right. So that my life can change versus saying, hey, maybe I've got a lot more to do with this than I previously thought. Yeah. But that gives me the power to make some decisions that will ultimately propel me forward. So, and, so, Josh, before we before we go too far, we're about we're about 10 minutes in and we got a whole bunch more viewers. Oh. Josh, what the heck are we talking about tonight? We're talking about the order of man. We have Ryan Mickler here and he is the founder, the the grand poobah of, uh, of Order of Man. And, and Order of Man is this really cool organization. Is that what you call it? How would you yeah, define it? Yeah, I think a movement, an organization. Community. I mean, when we founded Order of Man, my goal was really to create, like you said, a community, a fraternity, a brotherhood, an organization of guys just banding together, learning how to be better men together. Nice. And so we have him here, and he's kind of discussing what that's all about. And this is your opportunity to ask questions. I've got a ton. Uh, these guys have been around for a little while, and they're doing some some really big things. And it really fits in well with Savage Gentlemen and kind of the mantra that we have here. You know, we're we're bookending, you know, Gentlemen and Savage. And then somewhere in the middle is where we probably all should lie, ideally. And that's, I think, kind of what Order of Man is working to establish. Yeah. Where that middle ground, where we need to be as men, defining kind of what our purpose, what our role is, right? Well, I, th I mean, you, you hit it right on the head when you say savage gentlemen, and, and we as men possess both of that. I yeah. think society in general is try probably trying to strip away the savage part of that, Big right? Time. We just want gentlemen, mm -hmm. but you can't be a gentleman, and I forgot who said this quote, you can't be a gentleman until you're a man first. And that's part of that savage part of that. Oh, right? I like, like that. I, it, don't, I didn't, that's going to be a t-shirt. We're else. stealing it. It's going that's, on. Let's get a Google it. Maybe somebody can tell us where, where that yeah, who quote said comes that? from. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of masculine traits that we have. Strength, uh, grit, resiliency, toughness, aggression at times, violence, competition, all of these traits that make us men. I think when it comes to being a savage gentleman, it's about taking those masculine traits and harnessing them for productive outcomes. Wow. So tell us. So what is your, what's your, I'm going to cheat here. What's your mission statement or what is the, if you could encapsulate uh, the order of man in a paragraph or a sentence, yeah, what I mean, is it? At the end of the day, we're working to help men step more fully into their role. Their role is as, as husbands, fathers, business owners, community leaders. And, uh, and we do that through equipping them with the tools and the resource and the conversations like we're having now to help them do that in their own lives. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And what kind of, how long have you guys been going now? Almost three years. Yeah. Wow, three so years. So we started in March of 2015. So we're coming up on three years here and, pretty quick. And what are all the different platforms that people can find your stuff, your wisdom, your Yeah, I mean, our, our headquarters is, is orderofman.com. So that's where we're at, obviously, on all the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And, uh, and, and those are our outlets. We've got a, a, a membership, a brotherhood. 
uh, where we get a little bit more deeper into the stuff called the Iron Council. But I think between those resources, you're going to find it. What is what is about. the Iron Council? So the Iron Council, I, I can tell like the, the version that I like to tell or like the actual real version. And the real version was I was spending. So I've got a financial planning practice. You and I talked about that. Yeah. So I own a financial planning practice and I started doing Order of Man in March of 2015. And for about eight months, I gradually started con, uh, putting more and more time into Order of Man. And my wife in November, I remember in November of 2015, said, hey, I really appreciate that you're doing this order of man thing and you're liking it and you're fulfilled, but like you're taking money away from the <laughs> family income, which was true because I was spending a lot more time over here. So she's like, you either need to scale back or find a way to make money. And so I, I said, well, that's, that's fair. I'm not scaling back. If anything, I'm doubling down on this thing. And so the Iron Council was born out of necessity on my side. But what a lot of guys were doing, listening to our podcast or consuming the content that we were putting out, is they were asking me, what's next? Like, Ryan, this is great information, but what do we do with this? Right. And so right. the Iron Council is the point where we are trying to bridge the gap between what we as men know we should be doing. And most of us know, to some degree, what we should be doing. Instinctually, And then what we're yeah. actually doing. If I can bridge that gap, I feel like I'm accomplishing my mission. That's and great. so that's what the Iron Council is all about. And that's where you probably have some measure of accountability because you can listen to a podcast and you can, you know, take notes and say, hey, I'm going to implement this. I'm going to start this and really make some changes. But unless you have someone to connect with and, and hold you accountable, that's probably not going to go very far. So yeah, I'm, I mean, there's accountability. I mean, there, and, and we've talked about two tiers of accountability. Mm -hmm. I know you and I had this conversation and accountability is good. I mean, there's value in, in being accountable to and for other people, uh, but it's basically a track to run on. Because I don't want guys to be accountable forever indefinitely on some external accountability. Sure. Because that could go away, right? Like if, 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 if I'm accountable to you and all of a sudden you move or something's changed or the French or whatever it may be, then where does that leave me? So there is that external uh, uh, accountability. But then if you have a track to run on, you know why you're doing things, you have a vision for what you want in your future. Uh, I think there's a lot of internal motivation that comes from that that makes that external motivation and accountability obsolete, essentially. And that's what we want. I mean, we want guys not to be bound to what I do or what I, the Iron Council is all about indefinitely. Sure. I want these guys to take this information, go apply what they're learning, and then, like, go off into the world and thrive and flourish. So, so Curtis Heil, it, that's pretty good. A podcast on a podcast. Yeah. Well, podcast yes. inception. Y yes. <laughs> right. Yes and no, because actually Iron... You know, the uh, order of man is actually so much more than just a podcast. So, but he does want to know: Are you guys on Apple? Do you have? Yeah. Can you download it there? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, Chris, anywhere. So, I, iTunes specifically. Yeah. So, if you wanted to go to iTunes and search Order Man, you can you can find the podcast there for sure. And and you know that maybe maybe you're bringing up the question of like, well, hey, wait, how are you sh talking about another podcast on your podcast on a similar similar you know platform and basis? Isn't that going to like hurt your brand or you know you're you're promoting the competition and the reality is there's enough to go around we're kind of all in this thing together in my opinion for yeah. sure i think th i think we're big fans of synergy here at ready or savage gentleman ready Oop. man whatever slip of the tongue slip of the tongue <laughs> you know between Everywhere the two we are but yeah. it's like wherever we can i mean the bottom line is we're trying to help folks and period. so yeah period that's so. that's that's kind of the end game for us i mean with savage gentlemen 
that's this is just an outlet for very similar thing, you know, to kind of bring up some of these topics and discuss it, beat it around, bring in some subject matter experts and you know, let's let's talk about the issues at hand. You know, let's talk about what's going on in the world today, especially as it pertains to men. And so what's the what's the number one thing like with your crew, your demographic who's attracted <clears throat> to you? Yeah. What's the number one thing that you see where people get their biggest improvements? Uh, you know, so I'm going to answer that a different way, because the biggest issue I think a lot of men are dealing with is confidence, confidence issues, confidence in their work, confidence so what, with women. Wh- why do you say that? Uh, it's it because there's a lot of questions around what do I do, right? Mm, like, what okay. do I do here? What do I do there? I want to ask for promotion, but I don't know how to do it. I want to approach this woman, but I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And they feel inadequate. I mean, essentially, at the end of the day, there's a lot of men out there who feel inadequate with their life, with their health, with their relationships, with their business, with their career. And I think that stems from a lack of, of confidence. And that confidence comes from doing the work that you know you should be doing. And we tell ourselves through justifications, through rationalizations, why we're okay or why we can excuse ourselves from doing the work that we know we should be doing. From getting up early, going to the gym and working out, asking for the promotions, adding value in, in our lives and our mm-hmm. careers. We don't do that stuff. So where's the, where's the big jumps you see in, your, in, your, in the guys, your followers, or your community? Where do you, I mean, where do you get the biggest attaboys where guys are just like, man, I went and did this and yeah you know i asked the girl at the bar if she wanted to drink have a drink or i don't what know I, it's been a lot it's a little it's, bit dated it's, um, it's been a lot actually i it's swiped right a... on tinder and sent a message yeah it's like oh, good sorry, for you it's well, how it works today I, you know I, we've been out of the game for I've, been, a lot, I've, been, right? I've been out of the game so <laughs> I, I could have probably i could have probably used the order man I, i'd be like what do i do can i have your phone number? yeah that's right (laughs) Uh, you know here's where guys are seeing the biggest improvements their health is one definitely their health yeah right they're 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 losing weight they're 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 building strength stamina conditioning nutrition all that stuff definitely in their relationships their their romantic relationships are a big 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 improvement one of the things i see like the common denominators is guys that are really struggling in their relationships with their spouses. Hmm. I mean, they're just having a really difficult time. And I get message after message from guys who are like, man, I talked with my wife uh, about the past four weeks or eight weeks and however long I've been listening and been involved. And she says like, I'm the happiest that I'm actually doing things that we're connected. And so that's really, really? Cool, inspiring to see. Wow. That is, that, it is. Yeah. That's well, cool. and I think part yeah. of that stems from my, my story that I just told these guys earlier, right? Is yeah. that the reason, I mean, one of the catalysts for what I'm doing is the fact that I hit rock bottom when my wife left and, and we were able to salvage that relationship. So wow. I don't have it all figured out, but I've got some answers. Yeah. It was interesting, you know, you talked about confidence and, and, and the lack thereof in, yeah. in today's male. And, you know, we, we spoke to where that comes from. And I think it's more, it's a lack of confidence because there's a lack of purpose. Sure. We don't know what we're supposed to be doing anymore. Like the, the role of, of who we are as men has changed so much. And, you know, John Ald even says, you know, we're told that it's a bad thing to be man. We have, we have terms like toxic masculinity floating around. And right. so it's like, who are we? What are we supposed to be doing? And for Order of Men, you guys have really set up a template that kind of defines our purpose, you know, and what we should be doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have. Um, and, and of course, there's a lot. And of course, this has changed too over time. I don't think that our role has changed, but the way that we go about fulfilling sure. that role. Well, it's, it's a sliding scale. I think there's an evolution there to our purpose. But, 
you have to have a purpose. Whatever that purpose is, is, is almost irrelevant, but the fact that you have some purpose and finding that can be the really hard, the tricky part for people, I think. Yeah, definitely. There's a, one of my favorite quotes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with John Eldridge. He wrote a book mm -hmm. called Wild at Heart, and he says, deep in his heart, every man longs for an adventure to, or excuse me, a battle to fight, an mm -hmm. adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Hmm. And the more that I think about that question and the more that I think about when I've been fulfilled in life and when I haven't is when I'm fulfilled is when I'm following that, when I've got a battle. And I'm not talking about a, a physical battle, although it could be that, um, but, but some cause that I'm anxiously engaged in, that I'm living life, uh, an adventurous life, a passionate life, and that yeah. I've got a beauty to rescue, which a beauty, yes, could be a woman, but essentially it you could know, also be You know, that's interesting because I, I just had a... Uh... I just had a guy that I was talking to that came by. I get I get guys that come by that are vets from time to time, and they're like, "Man, I'm really struggling after I get out of the out of the military." Of and and, um, and I think you actually just hit the nail on the head because, like, you get out of the mill, and it's and it's all of a sudden you're you're trying to find that battle, and you're trying to find that purpose yeah. and that beauty to rescue. Whereas yeah. from essentially just the humdrum drive of driving in your metal coffin every day to work and punching the time clock and then going back home. So. I mean, that was the hardest part for me. When I tra transitioned out of the military, it was right when I got back from Iraq and I looked at what we were doing in Iraq as a noble cause. I mean, there was challenging times, sure, and there was questions that we had about why we were there. But at the end of the day, I saw the physical and tangible results of what we were doing. And I felt like what we were doing was a noble cause. Then I get back from, from Iraq and I see people worried about what's in their like Frappuccino you know, latte or whatever, and, and the person and didn't get the order yelling right. Yelling at the barista. Yeah. I'm like, this hey. is what we're worried about? Or they're getting it in a red cup. And right, and they're pissed and offended. Ends their, yeah. Exactly, Man. and so it was really but difficult. what an amazing society that we live in, though, that, that you we, can that actually we have, about that. We, we have the luxury, right? right. We, was, we, can, we can have a temper tantrum over our, yes. over our latte. Yes, nonsensical things, and that's where, you know, people talk about checking your privilege, whatever that may be, and, like, really, we're all living in, in a time period. Like, check your temporal privilege that we're living in a time a day and age where you can get upset about nonsense because guess what 100 years ago 200 years ago people were like barely scraping by you right, know right and so we live in you know there there's privilege right there i don't care what yeah. other where else you come from the the 2017 there's your privilege yep 100 percent. but to go back to your point about what our, what our mission is to put it succinctly, our mission as men is to protect, it's to provide, and it's to preside. It's those three things. Now we can delve into those, and that means a thousand different things, and the way that men go about fulfilling that obligation and responsibility is different. But at the end of the day, we are protectors, we are providers, and we are presiders, which is synonymous with leadership. Nice. And, and again, like you were saying, that kind of falls to the individual to where that lies, but you know, the, the, the purpose is, is threefold in that. And we can pick and choose exactly what, what does protect mean? What does, sure. what does provide? Like in my circumstance, my wife is actually the main income earner. She's the breadwinner. And, yeah. and I, what, what I provide is this amazing beard. And then also it's I a, actually, and a beautiful <laughs> thing to provide. It is. I, I actually, and then, and then I watch our daughter most of the time, you know what I mean? So I, I provide, child, oh, here it is. Yeah, you're welcome. But you know what? You're right, though. Provision, and I talk about this a lot, and I think people jump to the conclusion that it's financial provision. It and it certainly be. can be, but that's not all it is. It's spiritual provision. It's mental. It's emotional. I mean, what does a father bring to a family outside of just the financial provision that he's bringing? There's so much more to it uh, that we can expand on it. Yeah. Man, Way we gotta, more than we gotta just get, money we gotta, Do you have like a PDF outline on uh, this stuff? 
I'm sure I do. I, we can put something together. <laughs> Man, we, I'd love to get this okay, up. Okay, we'll, we'll put something put, together. We'll put it in the store. We'll email it out to yeah. all of our Well, we've got the book and... coming out, so it's definitely in the book. We yeah, but we can't give the, the book, book away for free. That's you gotta, true. You gotta, you gotta, That's true. So we'll, we'll, we'll do put a, the PDF we'll together. A, we'll do a teaser PDF so you guys can get that. Just enough that you have to like now. Yeah, you're like, crap, yeah. now I need to go Dang, buy Dang, now book. I have to buy the book. <laughs> no, but I'll put that together for you. Yeah, that would be really awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, very cool. And so, you know, we're saying provide, and really that's just support in some way, whether it's financial, emotional, like you said. And then, you know, protect, that they kind of tie in together. But like, what is what is your working definition of protect? Is that, For us as men... What are we protecting? Whom are we protecting? Well, you, there's, there's people that you have an obligation responsibility for at the end of the day, and that's your family, your kids, your wife, your spouse, um, but it's also your uh, colleagues, coworkers, employees. You have an mm -hmm. obligation to, to, to be the man, if you will, in their life. Uh, it's your neighbors. It's your community. It's the people that you're serving. That's who we have an obligation responsibility for. So protect is anything that could potentially harm them. Yeah. Uh, that could be some sort of physical altercation or or a crime or an active shooter situation. It could be a natural disaster, and you're now tapped with trying to make sure that all these people come out of this thing alive. There's so much that goes into this, and I know you guys talk a lot about this mm -hmm. here, probably more in depth than I do, but there's so many dimensions of how it, we protect. And we're more, and this is really interesting, because it's actually, we're more like the skills side, and we, we touch on the mindset, but we're heavy. We as in ready man. We as in ready man. Well, and savage gentlemen too. <laughs> we touch on the, touch on the, but it's more heavy on the skills. Yeah. And not so much on the um, mindset. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when you're talking about protect, that really falls to kind of a code of conduct, you know, where some people, there's a lot of people in the world that are just like, not my problem. Right. It, it's not happening to me. It's not my problem. And yeah. that's something that we have to decide as individuals. What's our code of conduct? What we're does our responsibility lie? And I think that defines our character, who we are as a person, who we are as a man, however you want to say that. But we have to kind of figure that out. And I think, you know, again, going to purpose, going to fulfillment, what we set our code of conduct will is ultimately going to determine how fulfilled we are. Well, and, and let me give the the alternate to that is that you don't have a code of conduct, right. right? So let's say you don't have a code of conduct or an operating system or the way that you interact in life. When you're faced with a difficult situation, again, going back to like an active shooter or an emergency, uh, or you're faced with a, a moral or ethical dilemma, mm -hmm. uh, maybe you're faced with a temptation from another woman, if you don't have that code of conduct set and in place, it's going to be very difficult to make a good decision in the heat of the moment when things are firing, mm -hmm. it's emotional, it's yeah. chaotic. Yeah. And so a code of conduct allows you to uh, come up with the answers to the problems and the things that you might face before they happen so that you've already made the decision in a clear and concise and intentional way versus just being trapped in the heat of the moment. Essentially like a battle plan. You've got to have that. Jeff, how important is a battle plan? Essential. Yeah, I mean, so... It's, I, mean, I, mean, but, I mean, bottom got... line is it's, it's essential. You, you've got to have a plan. And this is interesting because it parallels exactly what we tell folks when we're talking about close quarter battle and we're doing home defense and tactics and hostage escape where it's have a make up your mind now, have a plan now, because you don't want to get caught flat footed in the ropes, you know, with your hands down and you're in being slack jawed while you're taking a right cross. It's like make the plan now, make the decision now. And that absolutely would apply, like we we're saying, sure. to your code of conduct, your personal code of conduct. Well, and then we have, like you think about the military, standard operating procedures, rules of engagement, right? These mm -hmm. are all things that are important to know ahead of time. When I was in high school playing baseball, um, our coach would always say to us, hey, wherever you were, 
we were to be visualizing where the, what would happen on the next play. So if the ball was hit to me, how would that play out? Yeah. If the ball was hit to uh, shortstop, how would that play out? So we were constantly running through these scenarios. That way, when it happened, we had already made the decision, and the reaction time is that much way quicker faster. to your point you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So you guys that are just tuning in right now, we're about halfway through the show. We've got a great guest here, Ryan, from the Order of Band. We're talking about their organization, their community, that uh, you know where they're doing fantastic stuff that's out there, and we've still got a bunch left here where we're going to keep picking his brand. He's got some – actually, I'm get, having a bla- – these are one of those interviews or one of those shows. <laughs> I'm actually having a blast. I'm not doing a lot of talking because it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is really good. I'm going to sit here and keep listening. and. Stop running my yap. So what else, Ryan? Well, I, I was just looking. Jansen I, says I, he has a ginger beard and blue eyes. So there it is. Part of the club. Yeah, so we were talking about, you know, what our purpose is and, and, and providing. And he's saying that he provides a ginger beard and blue eyes. And his wife looks at him like he's a slab of meat. And he's not <laughs> mad about it. Yeah. Why would I, you I, be, I man? You, you know, we've got some ginger beards going on here. So welcome. Never to trust the a ginger. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? Um, and, and so, the you know, we talked about protect, provide, and then the last one is preside. And, yeah. And what exactly does that mean? So that, yeah, preside is, is leadership. Okay. Essentially, it's leadership. And, you know, what's really funny about leadership is, is I hear a lot of the times, you know, like, like, well, and you think about modern times as well as like women are entering the workforce and women are in leadership roles. And that's great. I'm not, I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the case. But what I am saying is that there is a place and a time that a man will be tapped for leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's usually in challenging circumstances. I mean, you think about this term, which you used earlier, of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? We hear that all the time. But if you think about it, we hear it more when things are going well. When sure. things are not going well, we don't hear about toxic nope. masculinity. And the reason is, is if you think about these, uh, these hurricanes that we've had over the past several months in, in Florida and uh, in Houston and Puerto Rico, we see guys by the, by the hundreds and thousands flooding in, no pun intended, to... These, these hurricanes with their trucks, their time, their energy, their money, their resources, doing what men do, which is to protect, provide, preside. And nobody bats an eye or, or beats up on masculinity because it's serving its purpose. And then what happens is when things are good, we're like put up on the shelf. It's almost like those, those little things. <laughs> Breaking we're, we're case of glass. We're literally we're Breaking just a tool. case of exactly. war or fire. Yep. In case yeah. of emergency, break the glass, break the right? Glass. Yeah. It's like, so you go do your thing. Don't be, don't be being a man right now but when we need you we'll call and let you know yeah. it's a really interesting because uh, it's a switch yeah, exactly right? yeah right yeah you don't have to practice any of this stuff it's <laughs> right. a switch that's right we'll it's... have the internet it'll teach us everything we need to know in the heat of the moment while too, we're trying right? to run that chainsaw exactly yeah so preside is about being a leader at all times so when those situations do arise whether it's <clears throat> excuse me your your kid has a uh, uh, gets in a fight at school or you get laid off or you get sued or someone in the household gets injured or hurt that you know how to lead people through the crises that you're dealing with mm-hmm. at that moment a lot of guys don't have the the a mental and emotional uh, and physical maturity to be able to handle that situation because they're not being leaders when and, things are well and josh has got a great great <clears throat> as a quote probably from the greeks or something nobody respects a warrior until the enemy's at the gate yeah it's very i mean that's that's exactly what we're talking yeah. about here i remember i remember distinctly i was in iraq and um i was meeting with some businessmen and the guy, you know, the guy was highly educated. It was like two or three Iraqis, and um, and and they were they were essentially poo pooing all the army guys that were being there. And then and then like the next year is when Iraq pretty much went down the toilet. And it was like, 
Yeah, you're probably not saying that anymore now, are you? <laughs> yep. But you know what? And the other side of this too, because we do talk a lot about taking ownership. And, and part of the responsibility of ownership is recognizing that maybe we do have a part to play in this. I mean, maybe it's the fact that masculinity in, in some ways has gone unchecked for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between masculinity and manliness. Sure. So if you look at what masculinity is, and this is perfect, that ties into Savage Gentleman. You look at masculinity, and those are the raw virtues that we possess. Manliness, on the other hand, is the harnessing of those virtues for, like I said earlier, productive outcomes. Mm. What we run into a lot, especially in, in modern times, is we see boys who grow up without masculine and manly role models, and then they just run loose and run rampant. Right. I mean, we see that in society with as many sexual harassment claims as we see. I mean, those are perpetuated by men. Most of them are probably legitimate. Some of them are probably not. I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, are these guys unchecked? Like, have they never learned how to be a man, how to harness all the good that comes from being a man in the first place to productive outcomes? Probably well, not. Like and so feral, people see that. Feral doesn't just describe cats. You can definitely <clears throat> For have, sure. you know, feral kids, teenagers, adults yes. that are out there. Yes, 100%. And, and that's where I think there is a need for places like Order of Man to kind of set the standard, you know, to be a, a resource for people to go to and say, okay, man, maybe I don't have a physical role model to follow, you know, but look, I want to do better. I want to be better because I know the path that I'm going on is not leading me to a great place. So where, where can I go? And, and Order of a Man is a great place for that because you have the Iron Council where you can actually go and, and interact. Um, so, so what is, we, we haven't talked about that. What is the Iron Council? Well, we, so we briefly mentioned it with basically filling and bridging the gap between what we know and what we do, right? Uh-huh. There's, there's not a lack of information. I mean, whatever you want, you guys, Facebook, YouTube, where, wherever you are right now, you can find anything that you could possibly want. So why is it that we know more than we've ever known, and yet we're doing the less. same thing, that, yeah, or less, that we've <laughs> yeah. always done, right? There's a gap, and I don't know necessarily why that is, other than a lack of structure and a lack of guidance. I grew up without a father in, 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 in my life, and so I didn't have this masculine role model to help walk me through and lead me through this process of becoming a man. And so for a lot of years, I floundered. I really struggled. What does it mean to be a man? How does he show up in his community? How does he show up for his wife and his kids? And that's what we're trying to do with An Order of Man and the Iron Council specifically is giving the framework to say, this is the parameters in which we operate. Now, the way that you do it is entirely up to you. It's your life. You've got to live it. I can't be here yeah. forever. But here's some parameters that will help get you on the right place and the right foot. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about um, not, you know, wh- why Why are we doing less, right? Why, with all this information at our disposal, like why are we actually arguably worse, you know what I mean? And and I think it's because of convenience and and just being complacency, right? Where it's like, oh no, it's there. I don't have to worry about working to learn stuff. I don't have to work on getting better because I can just look up everything right. I need to know. Right? right. Versus, you know, 30 years ago, you had to work your ass off to cultivate and learn skills and do stuff. And now everything's at our fingertips. So we've kind of taken a backseat to learning and self-improvement. And I think that's a part of the issue why we're at where we are today. You're dead on. The reason that we don't do what we know we should be doing is because we can't. Mm-hmm. Right, we can get, we can away, get away with, with it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Right, because if you if you get laid off and you can't work, we could just go collect unemployment. Yeah, everything would be fine. I mean, this is perpetuated by the uh, the trophy generation as well. Yeah. Right, you have kids that come in, and you have some kids that bust their ass and really excel, and then you have other kids who 
maybe shouldn't be there or don't work or lazy or whatever else. And both of them are traded same the reward. same. Same reward. It's like, so what are, we, what are we saying? Essentially, we're saying don't excel because you're not going to get anything for doing that. And don't, and, and, and don't, on the other side, don't worry about being lazy or not applying yourself. Celebrate mediocrity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. C celebrate mediocrity. But then you have a lot of people who come in and say, well, oh, these kids, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Or these people who got laid off, what are they supposed to do about their family? But it's... Be the man. Well, and it's through adversity is where we grow. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, we've got to, and, we've got to have some speed bumps and obstacles in life. Or guess what? You just, you're fat, dumb, and lazy sitting on a couch. Well, and yeah. nowadays, we, we as a society do everything to avoid adversity, to avoid confrontation. We want to be comfortable and cozy and, and not step outside that. You know, we want to Netflix and chill and never really have to do anything hard or challenge ourselves. And again, it just breeds this complacency culture, this mediocrity where no one's doing anything noteworthy except for, you know, the gentlemen like yourself that decide, you know what, so, piss on this. We're going to do something different. So sell, sell me the Iron Council. Why would I? Why would I want to join? It? So that that's, sell it to me. That's a really good. <laughs> that's a good question because it's an, a question I don't typically answer or even like to answer. And, I, and what I mean by that oh, is way is to go, Jim. No, 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 jerk. No, but here's There's why another I say party that. Foul. Yeah, don't ask me that. No, <laughs> first the, rule of Iron Council is don't, we don't talk about it. No, the reason I don't I don't usually answer that question is because I don't want it to come across as a sales pitch. What I want it to be is is the guys there they know. Like they know that they're missing something in life. Maybe mm -hmm. they're struggling with the relationships and, and they want to win their wife's affection. Maybe they want to connect with their kids because they're distant or they've had some trouble with their kids. Maybe they're 50 pounds overweight and they've put on, you know, 50, 30, 40, 50 pounds over the past three, five, 10 years. Yep. Uh, maybe they're stuck in a dead end job and they're like, I don't know how to escape this. I don't know how to get out of this. Those are all symptoms of missing something in your life. And the thing that you're missing is direction. Mm -hmm. Now, I and the Iron Council and the other 300 guys in the Iron Council cannot give you direction. We can't. We can give you the framework, and then ultimately you have to decide what the direction is. Mm -hmm. So the reason it's so valuable is because we're asking you questions and providing resources that you've never had before that allow you to answer your own questions and create solutions to your own problems. If you come to me asking for, a, for an answer to your problem, I have no idea. I don't live in your shoes. I don't know what your background is. I don't know what your experience is. I don't know how this is coming across. I don't know what your mom and dad told you or what your teachers led you to believe. I have no idea. But what I do know is you're powerful enough to answer your own questions. I just need to help you uncover that. And that's, that's awesome. what we're trying to do inside that's of the Iron really Council. Cool. And I'm assuming the Iron Council comes from the notion of iron sharpens iron. Exactly. Where you're getting this collection of men together to you know, build off of each other, to learn from each other, where it's not necessarily a singular figurehead, but everyone contributes and, and grows. That's exactly right. And in the council side, you know, you think about the Knights of the Round Table, right? Uh -huh. All of us sitting around and collectively we're stronger than we are independent of each yep. other. Yeah, very cool. And so did I sell I, it to you? I'm sold. I'm sold. Done. Where do I sign? <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. Well, so you guys get together from time to time, right? Once a year oh, or biannually? Yeah. Well, so we, we get together uh, virtually every single week. There's, oh. So we have calls every single week. We have topics that we're doing. This month is, is hot seats. So everybody in the Iron Council, all 300 plus guys, are sitting in a hot seat and they're going to be critiqued by what we have battle teams. And those battle teams are 15-man teams. So they operate a wow. little bit smaller units. Yeah. And then we have a, uh, a weekly, or excuse me, an annual, uh, let me back up, semi-annual uh, three and a half day immersive experience that we have as well called the uprising. So yeah, we do. There's Very a lot, cool. there's a lot going on. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you alluded to this a little bit, but as we're running kind of out of time here, I'd like to talk about 
the battle plan aspect of the Iron Council, where you kind yeah, of put this, for sure, yeah. put this battle plan together for people to, to follow. What does that mean? What does that look like? So a battle plan, and I'm going to contrast this with your traditional goal setting. I mean, we're bumping up to the end of the year. A lot of people are thinking about New Year's yep, resolutions. Sure, sure. They'll go work out for a month. And then they'll stop and they'll get back into their default patterns. There's a reason why we aren't achieving what we say we want to achieve. And so the battle plan is about creating, first and foremost, a vision for your future. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, oh, I'd like to be, I'd like to make more money or I'd like to be 30 pounds, you know, not as heavy. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here is like a very compelling vision of your future. So for me, I think about like my oldest son, for example, I've got four kids. My oldest is nine years old. I try to project myself out into the future and think, all right, what is life going to look like for me and him at 18? Mm -hmm, like, what is it going to mm -hmm. look like when he graduates? Is he going to think of me as somebody who's helped him get to that point? What's it going to be like when he, uh, you know, marries the, the girl of his dreams? Is he going to look to me to, for guidance and direction mm -hmm. and how to be a, a husband and how to be a father when that time comes? Like, I think about a relationship. I think about what I want out of my uh, out of my business and the mission that we have with Order of Man, what does that look like? Impacting millions of people, and even more specifically, how will their lives and their families and their businesses and their communities? So it's be essentially impacted? doing like a big self audit. That's part of it, part of it. Yeah. But absolutely, you gotta you gotta get grounded right. with what you want, and then what we do from there is we start working backwards into tactics, and this is where everybody misses the boat. They say, "I want to lose thirty pounds." Great, how are you gonna do it? I'm going to work out. Right. Oh, Great. Okay. okay. What does that mean? Right. right. And so tactics are very specific strategies that we're completing every single day. Not every week, not every two weeks, not every month, every single day. What are you doing today to ensure that you are going to achieve that objective? So we've got a very clear path for, mm. for how to accomplish So you guys are really, I mean, outlining this thing to to the T. So 100%. Is, you're taking a lot of the guesswork out of, because that's the thing, you, you set a New Year's resolution. It's like this big, huge, lofty goal, but there's no right. increments from A to B, right. how you're going to get there. Well, you, you did it, and, and, and you know, everybody told you, oh, you got to do your New Year's resolution, so you go check it off. But you had no <laughs> conviction with what you were yeah. doing in the first place, so it's no wonder you fade, fade out after 30 days if you even make it that far. Um, Chris Yates wants to know, how was the Iron Council chosen? Um, as you talk, you know, that's an interesting question. I, I don't you know. You guys have he, to fight for it? Is it rock, paper, scissors? Like, right. how do you, he wants to know, how does he get in? Oh, how do you get, well, you I'm just, guessing, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, and if that's the question, ironcouncil.com, or excuse me, the Iron Council. So it's theironcouncil.com. You can learn about what we're doing and, and you can apply there. Nice. Very simply. Uh, if that's the question. Josh Webb says he wants to go spear hunting now. Do it, man. He's, he's super motivated. We got him spun up. So Josh, thanks for tuning in. We're, we're happy to, uh, Light your fires for you, buddy. Well, and that, to Joshua's point, I mean, that's part of the point of being a man. Like, I, that's what I said, adventure to live. If you've never been spear hunting or if you have and you need to go do go do it. You should do that stuff. That's yeah. important. And then Jansen Limer, well, tell your friends. Yeah, spread the word, man. You said spread the, the word. side. We're actually, we're, oh, we're yeah, brand new on YouTube. So uh, we've been Facebook heads up until just recently. And so now we're really embracing and uh, burrowing in and mining YouTube data and making sure that we're doing everything right to get out to as many people as possible. You, so essentially, you know, we out. titled this Savage Gentleman versus Order of Man. We're actually not competing. Yeah, in I didn't anything. know. We, I don't think we had any disagreements. No, well, no, no, we no. We should come up with some disagreements. We should. Probably. We should. How? Yeah. Um, but but the idea. <laughs> Ginger you know, beards. Right. Never trust them. <laughs> that's right. You did say that. That's true. <laughs> I resemble that remark. But you know, the idea yeah. is. Look at that. Look at that. We have, we have very, there it is. We have very similar, you know, goals in mind. Obviously, you guys are going about it in, in a very specific way. But, 
you know, there's a lot of synergy between between the both of us, and I think that's what has really been fun and exciting is being able to just kind of talk with a like-minded individual, you know, and, and we're trying to get our message out and you're getting your message out. And at the end of the day, it's kind of the same message. You know, and I think there's this real, this, this place that we come from scarcity, right? Like, oh, if you guys have, then I, I don't get right, to have, right. but that's not true. That's there's enough pie to go the around. Case. Exactly. There's plenty of pie. This is not a finite thing here. So I think the more that you guys can share your message and that I can help you share your message and vice versa, the better off we will be and the better off the people we're trying to serve will be as and, well. And really what, what is, I mean, what's more manly than forming alliances and partnerships and brotherhood, tribe, brotherhoods, and tribes, yep. you know, yep. those turn into and, and nations that later turn into superpowers. They're, boom. There you go. I like, yep. <laughs> you like that? You <laughs> see how that went? <laughs> Next superpower right here. Right here. You're looking at it before it even forms. Form a treaty. Form an alliance. Well, and that's, and that's something that, again, you know, we're, we're lacking in a lot of society. We don't have places where we can join together in a community. I mean, obviously you guys coming from a military background, you had that very strongly, Yeah. but then once you transition into civilian life, I imagine it becomes incredibly difficult to find like-minded individuals to connect with. Well, I mean, think about like women, I think generally speaking, women are really good at that. Mm -hmm. Like my wife just the other night had 30 of her girlfriends over and they did a party and they oh, they're way thing. better at it. But guys, I mean, outside of the military, outside of maybe some sports or outside of who you work with, like you really don't have any like tribe yeah, the, or band of brothers. I mean, the Masons, I mean, they're right, the long, yep. longest for longest standing fraternity in the, in the world. But even still, I mean, Yep. You know, it's still kind of somewhat rare. And, and uh, yeah, women have got us beat on that totally. And, you know, the other side of it, too, is like you even look at churches. I mean, churches try to do something like this, but they do it in a very feminine way. And not that that's feminine because, is bad, but for guys, like, we don't want that don't, stuff. I, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't, hopefully I'm not going to make anybody <laughs> mad here, but you probably I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. Like the only reason guys go to church is because that's where the chicks are. <laughs> It's you know what I mean? a terrible thing to oh, say. And then they get there and they're like, yeah, I believe that too. That's cool. But that girl's hot. So I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah, you're going to piss some people off with that. Right? Oh, you know what I mean? And, well, then you, and then you get and married and your wife drags you to church you and to you're go. like, yeah. okay, yeah. I'll go to church. And, you know, I mean, aside from hooking up. I mean, with ladies, I, that tell thing, me I'm wrong. Tell I, me I'm I, wrong. But, but the, but I mean, church, that's how I, that's when I changed my life. Church is a good way, you know, to gain community. But again, depending on your temperament, you know. Who else is there? Sometimes there's there's not always the connection that you're looking for, and you may have you know a community there, but you may need another community, right? Sure. You may need yeah. something different, and that's yeah. where you know things like this exist. What you guys have with Order of Man exists, where where guys can can kind of get together and 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 grow, basically. Right. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, it's so critical to have a, a band of brothers, guys that you can count on and rely on, and 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 go into the fight together. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, you said you, you talked about a book. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to bring that let's up. Let's plug that. Let's plug your book. Yeah. So Sovereignty is the name of the book. Um, I actually haven't released that up until today. So you guys are the oh, first to oh, know what the title hey, is. First. You heard it, you heard it here Boom. first. So um, it, essentially, it's, it, the subtitle is The Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. And it's the battle that's being waged against men, but it's the battle that we actually wage against ourselves. I mean, at times we have the tendency to be our own worst enemies. Are you, are you, are you self-publishing or are you going through a publishing house? Uh, that's or? a good question. I have planned on self-publishing the entire time, but two days ago I actually had a publisher reach out to me and ask to publish the really? book. Really? I don't know yet if I'm going to go that route. One way or the other, we're going to get the book out there. I don't know if it's going to be published. When, you, when are you going to release it, do you think? What February 1st. Wow, okay. Right. So it's coming up right a couple on. of months. Yeah, just around the corner. And so when you're talking about, you know, the battle for hearts and minds, what does that mean? You know, uh, without obviously, I mean, you can't 
read the whole book right now. So just give us Actually, a, I'd like a to read a, an excerpt from the right, right. Give us, you know, give us a, a synopsis. You know what? Yeah, yeah. What does it delve into in that respect? I mean, at the end of the day, that you think about your hearts and minds. We have been conditioned so long from the school system to the way that we just live our lives to behave a certain way. And what ends up happening is we just play out the set of scripts that we've been told long enough. Like sit down, shut up, don't do anything that you shouldn't do, don't go out there and experience, don't be a boy, I mean my kids learn this, don't be a man, don't do anything that would put society in jeopardy, if you will. And so we've been behaving for so long that we're looking back now and realizing, holy crap, this life is not even my own. Yeah. And we're discontent, we're frustrated, we're not making money, we're not connecting with our wives, mm -hmm. uh, we don't have any connection with our kids, we're not advancing in career, and we have no passion and, and zest for mm -hmm. life. And so sovereignty is about taking back ownership and control of your thoughts, your behaviors, your emotions, your beliefs, and then acting upon those in order to create the life that you want. Well, and, and awesome. I imagine when you're talking about we've, we've been told to behave, that's not saying that we need to misbehave no, in a certain not, way, exactly. but, the, but the definition of behavior is kind of undermining what and who we are as men. You know, I, I remember being in school and, and, you know, everything was getting toned down. Like you couldn't be rough in the schoolyard. Right. You couldn't. You know, you couldn't play. I mean, back in your day, I bet it was freaking fair game. Like you guys were. Oh yeah. Each other those red dodgeballs with like the. Oh yeah, dodgeball marks and stuff, and you'd walk away and you'd have that like grid pattern on your face. Dodgeball and tether yeah. ball, <laughs> and then we had this thing called. You can't say it now, but it was like smear the. Yep. Yep. You know, and and it was like literally, it was like modern day maggot ball, because you'd throw the ball and you'd have all the kids would. Yep, you just, just a free for tackle each other and then you throw the yeah. ball and I told my tackle. kid that the other day and he's like, What's it called? I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. I say that can I say that? that? Yeah. The Facebook. Well, and I, I, I said and bum. I said bum the other day. I said, Oh, he's probably just a bum. And my son's like, What do you mean? I'm like, What do you mean? Like the guy's probably a bum. And he's like, I don't know what that is. And my wife's like, Yeah, they don't use that word anymore. I'm like, What? He's a, a he's, bum? a he's a transient. <laughs> he's homeless. Like, what what <laughs> is the piece? He's of, a vagabond. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, uh, and, okay, Crash Blade 27, favorite soda? Whiskey. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, a, di a Diet Coke, man. I, that's, I don't drink, so alcohol. So. Oh, you don't drink no. alcohol? Well, he did say soda. I yeah. cheated. Yeah, I, I don't. Drink, I don't drink, I don't drink soda. I don't. I don't drink soda. So. so probably also we'll put Jeff down for whiskey as well. Put yeah, actually, put him down for a double. And if it's gotta be, if it's gotta be carbonated, then I'd say a hard cider. Ooh. There you go. You know, I I actually like a uh, like a ginger ale or a ginger beer. I can get down with that. There you go. That counts. Yeah. As there soda. you go. There for you sure. go. I do hey, like carbonated great. water too. Surprisingly. So Brian, Brian said it. We can't that. say it, but Brian said it. You mean, hey, thank yes. you, Brian. There you go. Thank you. YouTube well, will not, shut you down, not that's, us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the thing where we're talking they about. Probably are don't, don't mess with the algorithm. That's that'll right. shut yeah, you down. Yeah, gee whiz. Man, so the book Sovereignty, Battle for Hearts and Minds, you know, we're winning back essentially like who we are and what we need to do and need to be as men. That's 100%, kind of the, the idea of the, of the book. Yeah. I mean, think about what, like, imagine living life on your terms. And I'm not talking about being reckless. I'm just talking about doing what you know you want to do. Yeah. Like, how empowering, what does that actually feel like, and what does that look like, and how productive and how enjoyable will life be when you're not living for somebody else, and yeah. you're not being conditioned to uh, be something other than you are, which is a man. We're men. It's okay. Like, be a man. Well, and Heaven no, forbid I say that's another one. Man right, up. Well, Don't a, say that. Yeah, it's interesting, Heaven, though, because you can't everyone, say that either. man up, oh, every, everything now leads to, it's okay to be you. Whatever you are, be you. 
unless you're a man, and then do not Don't do be that. The man. You know, but That's it's like right. everything else under the sun is is permissible and fine. But there's been this, you know. I don't know. A war might be a strong word, but there's been an attack on, you know, what masculinity, you know, what man manhood, manliness, if we want to take that refined term, because yeah. masculinity can in of itself be a dangerous thing. So, I'll give you that. so Ryan, top three things somebody can do right now. They're watching the show. Top three things somebody can do. Uh, man, that's a good question. I think first and like foremost, my life sucks. Yeah. Or a bored, or I'm searching for purpose, or I feel numb. Listen to all the Savage Gentlemen podcasts. Yep, that's number <laughs> one. one. I'm asking Ryan. Then that was, all the, that was, all that the was YouTube, issues. yeah. Uh, no, here's, here's what I'd say first. Number one, carve out time every single day. I don't care if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes to think about the vision that you want. Like visualization is so, so powerful. What do you, what do you mean this carve is, out your vision? Well, what, what I mean by that is like, what do you want your future to hold? Like what we do as men is we spend very little time thinking about this and we spend most of our time engaging and interacting. Like you think about what my, most guys do. They get up in the morning with just enough time to maybe shower and grab maybe a quick bite to eat. They drive for an hour to get to their office. They do the work somebody else tells them to do. They don't take a break. They come home. Kids are bouncing off the legs. A wife's asking them to do some stuff. They go to sleep, and then they do it all over again. Rinse and like, repeat. Where in your life are you thinking about if this is even the life that you want? So when I'm talking about visualization, I'm ask, I, I want you to ask yourself, I'm going to a job. Do I enjoy this job? No, I don't. Good. What would you enjoy? And then, and, and then expand on that. Think about that. Oh, I'd like to do yeah. this, and I would enjoy this, and I, it, a perfect day would look like this. My family life would look like this. This is not a one-time exercise. That's why I say do it every single every day. day. So that's your five minutes is in. Okay, that's one. Yep, number one. Uh, number two, do something that just scares the shit out of you. And I, I don't mm. even know what that looks like, but something that maybe you've always wanted to do. Maybe you wanted to go skydiving. Maybe you want to do spear fishing or spear hunting or whatever you said. Cool. Go do that. Like, go be alive. Go live life. Uh, one of the things that I did last year was the Spartan Agogi, which is a 60-hour endurance event. Oh. And uh, I, I was, yeah, I was scared, man. I was nervous That's to go do that. Time. It was a long time. Was that in, uh, in Ver Greece? This was in, no, this was in Vermont. So oh, it's okay. part of the Spartan race thing. Yeah, oh, really close. Okay. Like, just across the <laughs> yeah. pond. It's same, but <laughs> same different. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do something that scares you. Maybe public speaking. Maybe you're frightened of that. Cool. Go do it. Go like, get punched in the face. And that, like, seriously, like, like legitimately. Work, yeah, go work out, go fight, go do whatever. And, and I promise you're going to think about life a little bit differently when you have that new perspective of doing something you've always been scared about doing. Um, I, I would say the third part of this, to, to your point about three steps, is do an after action review. And I know you're familiar with the after Jeff's action big review. Just with that. We do it do you guys, basically yeah. after every live feed, after every podcast. We have an after action report every it's time. It's so, so important because. You don't know if you're being effective, whether you accomplished the, the task or not. You don't know if you can do it better unless you look back and say, here's what I did well. Here's what I didn't do well. Here's what I'm going to do moving forward. So I do the same thing. After this podcast, I'm going to do it. After the next conversation, I'm going to do it. After my day, I'm going to do it. Every time I have a, a, a conversation, an engagement, an experience, a project, I do the after action. So it's almost like that Zen samurai thing of start the day with meditation, five minutes, and then end the day with, okay, here's how did it go? Right. Am, I, am I closer? Or am I further away? Right. Yeah, that's yep. great. Yep. That's what I'd suggest. That's awesome. And and I'm sure that this is something that you guys probably outline and, and also put into practice pretty frequently with Order of Man, with the Iron 100%. Council, with All the basically time. everything you're implementing. This is kind of, I'm assuming, a cornerstone of of that program, correct? So, yep, absolutely. And, and so, John, um, been trying to get us get you guys to talk to me about what you do. Okay. Sorry, Harry's not here. 
um, answering the messages that are going up because Harry has the gombu, and so he is at yeah. home, so he doesn't give the rest of us the gombu. So let us know what you're talking about, and worst case, just email us at info at readymanteam.com. John, John's got a show as well that he talks on a lot of these John Al? things. Yeah, John Al. Oh, so that's, do you know so John? He's been, I, I don't know him personally, but he sent a couple messages, so that's what he's... Oh, oh okay. Well, we'll ch- hey, John, we'll, we'll check that out. Thanks for reaching out. These guys have been... I'm going to blame Josh. He sure, knew about blame it. Me. I didn't know guy. about it. I'll take care of you. <laughs> and it's cool because I'll blame Harry, and it works. <laughs> Shit runs downhill. Um, Crash Blade, favorite fast food out of McDonald's, Hungry, Hungry Jack's, and KFC. What, what are you writing a book? What's going on here? Hungry Jack's is Hung- the Australian version of Burger King. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I don't even know wow. what that is. Okay. So I'm like, what is that? Good Hungry call, Jack's. Zach. Is that a Australian? Can't you drink beer in Australian McDonald's? Be a lot cooler if you that, did. That would be your, your I, right. I think you can. I think you can. I don't. I don't. I don't need. Zach's looking I don't need it. I don't need it. Those places. So. Um. I guess I'd have like I chicken know. nuggets that's, maybe at McDonald's. I guess. I'm gonna go KFC out of those. KFC definitely. Yeah. Yeah. KFC makes some good Fried chicken. chicken. Fried chicken. Oh, he's asking which is the best. Yeah. yeah no, which, which is our favorite? Oh, KFC. No, you can't. Boo. Come on, Australia. So apparently you cannot. You can't? Oh, you can't drink beer. Yeah. Oh, you guys you outlawed your guns, outlawed your beer. <laughs> Jeez, what's next? No that's more horrible. kangaroos? No more kangaroos? What is this? Oh, that's horrible. What did he say? Outlaw their women. Outlaw their women. Okay, oh, so we're, we're in, we're, we've got about, I don't know, two to five minutes left of the two show. Two to five minutes. Ryan, what else are we missing? Um, You're on a get, roll. You know, just we, get to work. If we can just keep you it. from like, running down these rabbit holes. Yeah, like here's the deal. Um, we could talk. We could talk all night about stuff. But at the end of the day, unless you're willing to do something, it doesn't really matter. You know, I, I know there's there's a lot of like learning zombies out there where they just like consume. consume. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this book. I'm reading that book. Great. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm still learning. I'm still, still in the research phase. That's well, kind of it's like, kind of like work. society, though, right? We've For got, sure. We've got people that earn <clears throat> master's degrees and professional students right but have never done the job that we've got professors teaching business that have never Never run a business (laughs) or been in a or started a business or anything with a business it's crazy then like this pure scholastic yeah and well and and i think that that stems from a fear of failure right you know you want to learn about these things and you want to do them but you don't want to actually put them into practice because you may fail. You may, you know, not succeed at what you're, what you've been learning about. And again, going back to pride and ego, people's ego stands in the way. It won't allow them to venture out and do these things. And so I think, again, part of being a man is putting all that aside and saying, you know what, I'm going to try and whatever happens, happens, and I'm going to learn from it and, and move forward. The problem is, is that that excuse of, I'm still learning, I'm still researching, I want to make sure I get it right, is kind of a valid point, and it's, it's very enticing, right? Like, sure. of course, like, who doesn't want to be prepared, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about training. You have to train. You have yeah. to be prepared. You have to get some of that education. But there's a point where it just becomes an excuse rather than a legitimate mm-hmm. proce- part of the process. You got to well, get out there and do. Yeah, you because you're missing, you're missing an essential part of learning. I mean, if, if, if I bring it back to fighting, it's like you can train – for fighting your entire life, but there are specific points that you will never learn right. unless you actually fight and put it into practice. You have to step in the cage and then come back and train some more and then step in the cage again and keep reevaluating. But if you never step out into the cage, into the ring, onto the field, whatever analogy you want, yeah. you're, you're missing a, a really key component to that learning, to that development. Yeah. 
You, you might, if you can, pull up, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, the little quote and excerpt from Teddy Roosevelt, The Man in the Arena. Yes. Have you guys seen yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know if you can really pull that up, but one. that would be really cool to put up here is The Man in the, uh, in the Arena. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't looked at that, look that up, because this is exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. You know, there's a fear of, of being ridiculed or criticized from other people, but at the end of the day, literally in your case, you're the man in the arena. They don't have any room to debate or argue or criticize until they're willing to step into that ring and do what you do. Right. You know what I mean? So. And that's the hard part, though, because no one wants to be put under that scrutiny because whatever image we've created of ourselves can easily be cracked. You know, like I say, hey, I'm a badass fighter. And then I step out there and I get beat up. People are like, well, I guess he's not that good of right. a fighter, you know, and no one wants to run that risk. But whatever whatever your goal is, you have to take those steps. Otherwise, well, it's, kind never of the, it's kind of the zero defect world we kind of live yeah. in where yep. it's like everybody's a winner nobody's yeah. a loser yeah. so now all of a sudden we've got this inherent fear of failure that makes us just not want to do anything you don't want to expose your faults we don't want to expose our faults versus fail 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 mm -hmm. hey that was great i learned because you learn far more off your failures than you do your successes like in training like what we like to tell people is hey Training is not a time for you to go out there and high five and say what badasses you are. Training is where you can now identify, man, I suck at that. Mm -hmm, That's right. what I need to work right. on. Yeah. And, and, and I think, too, the other thing about failure is probably redefine how you look at failure. Yes. So if you're looking at failure as I did not accomplish X, Y, and Z, you're going to have a problem running into that. Mm -hmm. But if you look at failure and, and determine that failure is not even trying – and you wrap your head around that, and that's your so, definition of failure what's now? That, so that's what's that different. saying is if, if you've never failed, you're a coward. If you keep on failing over and over again, then um, you're a loser. Um, but if you fail and make yourself better, you're, you're a man. I like, yeah, I yeah. like that. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. That makes Maybe total sense. Maybe another T-shirt. There you go. Be another well, T-shirt. And, and, and I think all this comes <laughs> back, all this comes you, back to... I don't know if he's got it up. Um, can you throw that up on the big screen, Zach? You're going to have my... He's Zach's, yeah. Zach's back there working his magic. He is. It's looking good. Well, and, and, you know, this comes, it's an issue now more so than ever because we can craft these images of ourselves, these false images of ourselves through social media, right? I can highlight and, and only show you the best parts of my life and, and you don't ever get to see the negative parts. And we can do that very easily with Instagram and Facebook yeah, or whatever. 100%. And it's not real, but we build this notion of ourselves and projected that's our reality right and no one wants to expose that and that's again where we run into this fear of actually trying live your life who cares if you put it on social media i don't it doesn't matter but put yourselves the, out there and do the something. irony being re reality tv is so popular is not yeah right. but is it really is it not reality? reality yeah probably not here oh, so here's here's, here's, here's your quote. Here's you want to read it you, you want me to read it yeah it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles i guess i could just read it right, right here. here right um, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. I'm having a hard time reading that. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Bam. I Powerful. just got chills. Powerful. I just got chills. Man. It's awesome. I, it's a great, one of my favorite quotes. It, it's I an should memorize quote. that. Yeah. You should. There you I go. Should. That's another goal for you to set for yourself. Got it. Every nice. day. That was, you know, 
freaking Teddy Roosevelt, man. Guy. He's the man. He's savage man. gentleman right there. And and you know, I don't know where else to go from reading that quote. I mean, that's that was pretty much sums it up, you know. I think with order of man, I think that's what you guys are pushing to achieve is basically setting up a, a pathway for people to go out and do just what old Teddy R was talking about. Go out there, put yourself in the arena. Hundred percent. Yep. Go Ryan, out and get to work. Ryan, final words. Um I think it is. Just go out and take action. Just go do it. You've learned enough. You have enough. You are enough. Just go out and put it into practice. Learn, fail, learn, fail over and over again, and you'll achieve what you want. There you go. Well, get out there and do it. This has been a really enjoyable, at least for us, yeah. Savage Gentleman it's been podcast. Okay. It's been all right. You know, I hope, well, I, I don't care about you. I'm talking about <laughs> these the guys. I hope these guys enjoyed it. You, you're done here. We don't care what you thought. Um, but yeah, this has been really cool. Guys, go check good. out Order of Man. Look into the Iron Council if this is something you want to pursue. And uh, hopefully, Ryan, we can have you back sometime soon. Vice versa. Let's do awesome. it. Appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot, guys.